This is Actor Self Coach, the actor's resource for emotional well-being. This is your phenomenal life. Know this. There's nothing you can't do. There's no problem you can't solve if you learn to manage your mind. So let's go. Hello to all and welcome to episode... 004. I'm just saying that so I can say episode 007 at one point, obviously. Um, Your brain wants to flourish. So today there's some filming on my street. We may hear a little of that. There's some honey wagon craft services, inconvenienced passers-by, all the, the things that we find go along with actors working which we have to be glad for. So thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I don't take your time, your valuable time, for granted. So I want to talk to you today about the power we have with the two parts of our brain, because once you understand that, you can glimpse just how important coaching can be in your life, how life-changing. First because I like to do this, a few definitions. So for flourish, in verb form, it can mean to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way, especially as the result of a particularly favorable environment. Well, that sounds good. Another definition is to wave something around to attract the attention of others. So actors using props comes to mind. And I also love this noun definition, an instance of suddenly performing or developing in an impressively successful way. I'm going to repeat that because that's a good one. An instance of suddenly performing or developing in an impressively successful way. This may be ground that's familiar to you, but it bears repeating in the way that when you get in a car, even though you know how to drive, if you get in a friend's car or a rental car, it's always good if you take a few moments to go over, how does this car work? Where are the wipers? Where are the lights? Where's the, you know, how do I get my seat positioned properly? Let me adjust the mirrors. It's, it's not always the sexy stuff, but it's good grounding practice to do that. Now, I want to talk to you about the motivational triad for all humanity throughout all time. So that's a, that's a big statement, but it's true. This motivational triad has been in effect for all of time, for all the humans, which are, if you know it, say it along with me, but to seek pleasure, to conserve energy, or be efficient, and to avoid pain. So this whole time, from the very early dwellers until today, listening to a podcast, we're seeking pleasure, we're conserving energy, and we're avoiding that pain. So our evolutionary brain, as our brain and as we as humans evolved, it got us this far. And those of us who have evolved, you and me, 
have those humans to thank that did all this difficult work. So for pleasure, they ate, they had sex, they found shade and shelter on a hot day, they got close to a fire on a cold day. For pain, they learned to not touch the fire, to to find something to put on their bodies to avoid the hard stone, the, the insects, to avoid people throwing rocks. For efficiency, they they didn't leave the cave unless absolutely necessary, and they stored that fat for the hard winter, and they, they didn't move more than necessary to get the food, then get back to the cave. Better sit for a spell in case we have to run. Because out there, outside the cave, is danger, 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 in the form of weather events, in the form of other creatures that are dangerous, that have talons, that can run faster than we can, that have sharp teeth, that can kill us, that can prey upon us. We can think of this as the tiger or the monster, any beast that suits your mind to imagine outside that cave. If we huddle together as humans, We can stay warmer in the winter, and also sex is more convenient because, you know, someone's right there, probably, to suit you. There are more humans to care for the babies. We share food more easily. We are tribal. The brain sees that as saving us, the primitive brain. That same part of our brain that keeps us from touching the fire also is the part that judges others instinctively wants to know if they're part of the group or not, because our primitive brain believes that we are safer in the group. And that has evolved in different ways in our modern life, which does not always serve us, right? So why do we hunger for praise? Because it means the group likes us and will keep us, whether that group are, is critics, whether that group is casting directors, whether that group is our peers, whether that group is the audience or our followers. We hunger for praise because primitively means the group likes us. They will keep us. We are safe. So that primitive brain feels like the protector. And for much of human evolution, it was. It still can be, giving us the fuel for immediate, decisive action. Grab that child to safety. Pull back when you hear the train whistle or someone scream. Run from the fire. Freeze in front of an undulating snake. It protects us. It likes that task. But the primary driver of the primitive brain today is to keep us in the same place. Its devotion, its necessity to protect us leaves us under glass, protected, and not out there, outside that cave, living, failing, discovering. So contemporary life is not as suited for the survival instincts because Porn is available to stand in for immediate sex, and food is concentrated into sugar and flour and even fruit juice, concentrated so that our brain thinks, this is amazing, I better consume more so I can save more and not leave the cave in the cold winter, not brave the elements, eat more, be safe, sit more, 
Avoid danger, pain. Seek more pleasure. Watch all the shows back to back. That's safe. We're not going to be out there with the beasts if we're on our couch streaming. That's safe. That feels good. That feels like pleasure. It's also efficient because it feels like we're not wasting energy. We're not out there hunting, gathering, performing, risking, failing. I think we all know what can happen when people clot together in groups too long without outside influences and cutting themselves off from other viewpoints, other dimensions of thought. We, ironically, get small, small minded, because we train our minds to think as the group does, as if the group always knows best. And we see this in our politics, but we also see this in our friend groups, sometimes in our family units, our chosen family, or our given family. So we have to be mindful of the group. When are they protecting us, keeping us safe, and when are they allowing us to stagnate in comfort, in safety? Because our dangers have changed. Our brain can feel danger to be the same. So our brain, our primitive brain, has that shard of danger. So we pay attention. But it can feel the same whether it's the danger of a speeding train or a falling rock or the monster outside the cave as a groan from an audience member, as getting cut from a team that we play on, as making an F on a test. The brain can feel all of that as danger. We have an evolved prefrontal brain, our prefrontal cortex, right? We remember this from science. This is our higher brain. This part of our brain makes decisions based on logic and reasoning. And this is where the magic happens because this is the part of our brain that allows us to think about our thinking. We're the only creatures on the planet throughout time that can think about our thinking. We don't just react. We can consider our reaction. We can understand and plan. This part of our brain takes a longer view. And we call it the higher brain because it calls upon our higher self. It allows us the space to step out from that crowd, the group, and have our own opinion, our own choices. We actors owe a debt, according to Aristotle, to Thespis, who stepped out from the crowd, the chorus, and played a character in a play, left the group. The humans that evolved got us to where we are today, and we thank them for surviving. They got out of the cave more. They searched a bit farther for food. They, they learned about making weapons and tools. They, they overcame their fear to step away a bit more, a bit more, and learned. Failed. Many died trying. Some learned. More thrived. Stepped out a bit more. And even started planning. Tomorrow, 
I'll leave the cave as soon as the sun glimmers and be the first one to catch my prey. Then I can feed the humans in my group. Then we can grow strong and more of us can go out there. That we need the instincts of the primitive protector, but not nearly on the level we did. We use our prefrontal brain to override the instincts with logic, with reasoning, with planning, and I beseech you with compassion. And be like, I see you, brain, trying to protect me. I get it. I'm okay. I'm safe. This thing, this danger, these are just words someone breathed my way and not danger. I'm safe. I see you, primitive brain. I, I don't need all the food in the fridge. There is enough for tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. My heartache is not a reason to despair. Rejection from the group. Or a reason to drink all day long. Avoid pain. So let's look at something you like, something that's a treat. Ice cream, cookies, chips, whatever it is. The primitive brain wants it. Seek pleasure. The evolved brain knows we can always get more. Knows we're working on overall well-being, which may not include ice cream, cookies, chips, today. Or look at working out. The primitive brain wants to stay in bed a bit longer, conserve energy. The higher brain knows the end result. A healthy, fit body is worth this short-term use of energy. And even at times, a bit of pain. More than a bit of pain. In relationships, the primitive brain sees someone breaking up with us as danger. This could be ejection from the group. And the higher brain knows the world is peopled with other humans who will love us who will get us. The higher brain knows that pain is clean when we think, I love this person and will miss them in my life. The primitive brain may think, my dreams of my life are over. The higher brain can reason, this hurts and that is okay. I can handle it. Nothing has gone wrong here. Ending something I cared about should feel negative for a while. That is human. And that is how I allow pain. And of course, you're going to have a much better script than that was. But I think you get the idea. The primitive brain may want to buffer to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So you get the double part of the motivational triad right there. You can avoid pain and seek pleasure with food, with concentrated food, particularly with alcohol, which is concentrated with drugs, concentrated chemicals or organic materials or mindless scrolling, concentrated consumption. And the higher brain can be aware that this is what is happening and think about our thoughts. Be the watcher. Be the Watcher. It's a damn good show. The, the primitive brain is very dramatic. It pouts when it doesn't get its way. It likes to play the savior. Let's sit on the couch and be safe 
Aren't we safe here? I am saving you from pain. It loves to be comfortable. It's efficient. Look at all this energy we're saving. We're sitting on the couch. Maybe we're feeling happy. We're sitting here. We're safe. It's amazing. It loves to stop doing hard things because it is painful, because it uses energy, resources it believes we need to store for that tiger, for that bear, for that monster. Loves pleasure. If a little sugar is good, a lot will be amazing. I'd better save a life and have more. Seek pleasure. It can't help itself, friends. This is what we're programmed to do. This is human <laughs> doing that human thing. Lust can be fun, but can get us into a bit of trouble if we don't allow our higher brain to steer us sexually. Seeking pleasure is in our programming. We are wired for this. So back to that higher brain. I hope you're still with me. It learns the lessons. It can reroute those pre-planned pathways. It can discriminate between an emergency and a circumstance we just need to consider. It understands failure, as bad as it feels, is not death. It can zoom out and see the bigger picture, can tell the difference between the hot flash of rejection, like the casting director says, thank you, oh, so quickly, and the thought, this is not the right job for me. The higher brain can think about our thinking, understands our pleasures, and these concentrated forms can be toxic. It can handle, even seek, delayed gratification. This can be your superpower, learning how to delay gratification. Understanding the power of anticipation. This is where the magic happens. This is where we evolve, where we accept, invite even discomfort as the path to what we desire. So you know how I like a good vehicular analogy. Here's one. <laughs> the primitive brain is the gas and the brake. You got the gas and the brake. So a life led exclusively here would be a constant lurching of stopping and starting at indiscriminate speeds. So there's no steering wheel. There's no map. There's just gas and the brake. Stop, start, stop, start. Reactionary. Certainly a recipe for whiplash. The higher brain is the steering and the map and the choice about the destination. The steering, the map, the choice. So another way you can think about this, the higher brain learns the lessons. So the primitive brain is protecting us. So let's say you're walking down a hallway, you just move somewhere, it's an apartment building, you're walking down a hallway when someone jumps out at you and they think they're being funny. Maybe they're, they're playing a joke on you, but that, that first time they jump out and, you know, maybe it's a kid down the hallway and it scares you. You might jump, you might do a little exclamation, you might yelp, you might do a lot of things. It's fun in the theater when the audience does that. We surprise them. We engage that danger feeling. The primitive brain reacts. A jump, a jolt of the body, an exclamation vocally. This happens. 
So the next night you, you walk down the hallway or maybe at a different time and, and the same person or different person jumps out at you and you realize again it's that person playing a joke on you. The third or fourth time you sort of know it's coming, you don't know exactly when it'll happen, they'll jump out and you don't react as violently, you may not like it, but you know it's coming. And by the fifth or sixth time, it really doesn't bother you at all. Sometimes you don't even react because your higher brain is now steering. And it's like, I know this is going to happen. This jumping out, this person saying boo or, or this shadow on the wall is not danger. I recognize it's not danger. I don't need to react. It's not just the gas and the brake. Fleeing the danger. So knowing this, understanding the difference, helps us understand how others are wired. So when we have a partner, a loved one, or even just an acquaintance who does something incomprehensible, we think, to us, we can see We take a step back. That's just their primitive brain firing, firing on all cylinders. When we don't like someone else's behavior so much of the time, it's because they took an action to protect themselves. They threw the first stone, whether it was an argument or something else that you made it mean, I am hurt. This is hurtful. I don't like this. So the primitive brain doesn't know the difference in the adrenaline. Is it the tiger or is it someone's cutting comment about your physical appearance? Both feel the same when the chemicals are coursing through your body. It's just proportion, right? And, and it reacts to protect you much the same way. Both elements, the tiger, the cutting comment, can create the fight or flight motion, that primitive need to avoid pain by running or, or by afflicting greater pain on another, hurting that tiger issuing your own defensive or cutting comment right back or to another person in your path. It just happens to be there. Sometimes your partner, just in the wrong place at the wrong time when you decide to pick a fight. Someone did it to you, you react by doing it to someone else because that's what you're doing. You're picking it, picking a fight, choosing to fight. Fight or flight, primitive. Our higher brain can hit pause. If the primitive brain wants to step on the gas and bulldoze through this situation, the driver, the navigator, the higher brain can de-escalate and consider, all right, what's true here? Do these words matter to me right now? Is this tiger really a threat? Am I making it a threat? What do I want to do? Now, we have evolved as humans on the planet in two ways. Initially, our primitive brains wanted, and it still does want, our bodies to flourish, to excel at growing, keeping alive, avoiding poisons, and avoiding being eaten by the beasts. This care, this shepherding of our bodies had the beautiful byproduct of allowing our brains to evolve, grow in magnitude, and capacity. And our prefrontal lobes grew larger and more magnificent. And now, now we want our brains to flourish because ideas of who we are, where we are going, 
who we want to be, to be with, to love, what we desire, all in our minds. Our brains have evolved to flourish. Don't douse that desire. Don't hide from what you want. Don't settle for small and safe. Yes, there is a place and time for comfort and safety and care. Yes, absolutely yes. Take care of yourself. Take care of those you love, the world you love, your community. We all want our time on the couch. Nobody is suggesting you take that away. But the gift of all of our ancestors with their fails and their feelings and lessons and loves, all the imaginary life we give them, we take from science, from their great work, the way the brain has evolved. The gift they have given us is this higher evolved brain that can solve almost any problem by just thinking. What is the problem? How can I solve this? What am I feeling? And what am I thinking to cause that feeling? What am I feeling? What am I thinking to cause that feeling? What do I want? Who do I want to be here? What kind of human am I trying to become? What kind of actor? What does my work mean? How can I not always play it safe? How can I play it true? How do I step forward like Thespis did, brave Thespis? Your brain wants to flourish and your brain wants to keep you safe. And your brain wants to flourish both and. This is the delicious tension of our modern human lives for us to enjoy. Have an amazing week. I hope to talk to you soon.